Thank you for joining me today on Gift Biz Unwrapped. This is episode 90. That is the most positive, invaluable awareness that you can get. Hi, this is John Lee Dumas of Entrepreneur on Fire, and you're listening to Gift Biz Unwrapped, and now it's time to light it up. Welcome to Gift Biz Unwrapped, your source for industry-specific insights and advice to develop and grow your business. And now, here's your host, Sue Monheit. Hi there, it's Sue, and welcome back to the Gift Biz Unwrapped podcast. Whether you own a brick-and-mortar shop, sell online, or are just getting started, you'll discover new insight to gain traction and to grow your business. And today I have joining us Abby Sparks of Abby Sparks Media Group. Abby has been promoting Fortune 500 companies and entertainment and nonprofit organizations for over 20 years. She has crafted marketing communication programs for Viacom, Showtime, McDonald's, and the Ronald McDonald's Children's Charities, to name just a few. In 1991, Abby branched out on her own, and today, Abby Sparks Media Group specializes in social media marketing, content, branding, and advocacy. They focus on clients in the digital, technology, entertainment, and nonprofit sectors. Just last month, she launched an independent digital news service called Socially Sparked News, which covers the people and events that socially spark our lives. And most recently, Abby was selected as a woman of distinction in her field by the National Association of Distinguished Professionals. And we are so lucky to have her here today. Abby, welcome to the show. Thank you, Sue, for having me. I'd like to start off by having our listeners get to know you in a little bit of a different way, and that is by having you describe your ideal motivational candle. So if you were to tell us what color it is and what the quote is, help us envision what your candle would look like. Okay, so the color of my candle would be blue, which to me is calming and soothing. When you're in a business like mine, that's constantly going and publicity and social media and constantly talking that serenity comes in handy. It sort of keeps me calm. And that's sort of the colors in my branding of my own company. And what's the quote that would be on the candle? The quote that would be on the candle would be, do it with passion or not at all. Yeah, if we don't have our heart and our mind into it, it's not going to work in the first place. Absolutely. And that's sort of my motto and what drives me. I want to start in the beginning, Abby, with how you got involved in what you're doing today. So take me back way to, I don't know if it was right after high school or you had this interest in college, but the whole communications, media, PR, all of that. How did you get started? In a very roundabout way, to be honest with you. I mean, I, it probably went back to high school um, without me knowing it back then, you know, because you do all these social or extracurricular activities. So that's where I was introduced to advocacy because I was involved in this club that helped, you know, back then they called it disabled children. So you had the passion and just the spirit in you of giving back already yes. at that time, like your early teens then. Yes, that's where it started. And like I said, I don't think you really know that that's, you know, that's something that you're interested in. I mean, I know in college now they're very driven on what they want to do, but I had no idea. I just knew what I was interested in. And again, it was what I was passionate about. I mean, I went to Emory University. They did not have a journalism school back then. 
or a communication school, so I majored in political science. And I did an internship in the arts for a political science credit, believe it or not, and it was in PR. I worked for the Atlanta Ballet in the PR department, so I wrote a paper on Reaganism and the National Endowment for the Arts, which was for political science credit, but that's really where I had combined my passions without me really knowing it at the time, which was politics or advocacy, the arts, which was the performing arts, which was the ballet, and public relations, which is the internship I had. That was the Kickstarter for me. And then when I graduated, it was all uphill from there. All right, you know what? I'm going to stop for just a second here. We are keeping it real, Gift Biz listeners. Abby is in New York, and when we were talking pre-interview, we were saying that if we hear any sirens, we're just going to stop for a minute, and I would edit that out. But I think there's going to be sirens throughout, so we're just going to let it go. If We're just going to keep talking. If we hear sirens, Abby, we hear sirens. <laughs> okay. okay, that's just the way it's going to be. I think that'll work the best for us here. The office is near three hospitals. Oh, well, no wonder. <laughs> yeah. So All right. it's not like there's a bomb going off or anything. It's just <laughs> <laughs> oh, please, hope not. So you are a true professional within the media realm. I'm just going to put that as a whole big umbrella, all right? Are there any suggestions for insights that you have now? Because you've gone through this field over the course of several years, and it's changed and it's morphed. Is there anything that you would say, any insights you have just on the whole field of marketing and branding and content? Do you have any comments about that? Probably a zillion, but I'll try and keep it very short. Yeah, for give you. us give us one or two. <laughs> Just from <laughs> okay. your perspective, I think it would be really interesting to hear. Okay, well, from my perspective, I mean, communications has been around for a long, long time. So just because the buzzwords are changing, now we call content marketing and blogging, which basically was good old-fashioned writing back 20 years ago or 15 years ago. Publicity is now sort of called promotion or digital marketing because there is digital now, but it's all still related to PR. It's just that it's expanded. And even the PR, the good old-fashioned PR industry gives conferences that are about social media and using that as a tool for PR. But I think that the constant throughout all this is that public relations will never go away. I think that a successful marketer and public relations professional knows the background and the history of publicity and that tool and how to use it. So with all the new mechanisms out there, it's the art of combining them all, knowing when to use what and when to pull in the good old-fashioned PR because that is still very much viable in today's day and age. You know, that's interesting because I think a lot of that has gotten lost because it's not the newest, latest, greatest, shiny object, right? It's something that's been around as you've been talking about. When is the right time to bring in good old-fashioned PR? Well, first, you know what? We better first describe what good old-fashioned PR is. So well, we have everybody in, coming out the same place. Okay, so it could be depending on whether you're a local independent business or individual or just a local philanthropic all-star in your community to national and global activist. So it depends how you would use that good old-fashioned PR to your advantage. And a good old-fashioned PR tool would be anything from a basic press release, but 
you have to remember now, a basic press release is different today than it was back then because it should include, you know, an image, a digital image, and it should include hot links. So it's sort of uh, morphed with the times. We can keep using that term if you'd like. So that's a very basic, good old-fashioned PR tool. Another one is just the good old-fashioned publicity stunt. If you have a store and you're a store owner or you have a new product that you're announcing, and that's done today, I'm sure you see it all over the place, but you don't realize that it's really just good old-fashioned PR. Anything from balloons and a ribbon cutting to get the television or the newspaper reporters there, that's old school. How do you go about, okay, so a lot of our listeners are either home-based or they have a shop. And so let's say they're putting on an event somewhere. How do they get the newspapers or local television stations or whoever it might be to know about the event so that they'll show up? How do they get them there or how do they figure out, how do they know who they are? How do they get them there so the photos can be taken and a story can be written? If they're on a small budget and they can't hire a professional that's skilled in doing that, is that what you're asking? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do it themselves. Uh-huh, yeah. Today's day and age, they can go Google and there's instructions, but I can be, I'm more than happy to, to tell them a little bit. It's pretty simple. You have... Four weeks um, before the event, even eight weeks before the event, if you've planned that far ahead, you can start making a, like, getting it listed in the Chamber of Commerce, which is a big resource that could help spread the word, and getting it listed in the local newspapers and giving a heads up. It may go into a circular file with the television stations in the area on the newspapers, but most likely it's going into a file and they won't look at it until it's closer to the date. And then a lot of it's hit or miss, though, when you get to that actual date. If a president is elected and there's a lot of hoopla going on, then obviously they're not going to be coming to your local store opening. So it depends on what the news is of the day and what you're competing against. And that you can tell. Those are just X factors. But like four weeks out, you would write a press release or an announcement of what's happening. The same way you're probably inviting local business people and potential customers and existing customers. So you'd share that with the same media. And then two weeks out, you probably would just do another little event alert to just the media. And then you just have to get on the phone and call if you want them to come and remind them the day of. I've heard somewhere along the way that you're more likely to attract media if it's not if your event, if you're doing a st- what we'll call the publicity stunt, okay, if it's not totally self-serving, like if there's some funding going back to some type of a cause or you're doing it solely for charity, something like that, it, it's, if it's just an event that you're having, you're, you know, you're opening your shop, they're going to be less attracted to it than if there's an, another, like an overlaying story. Is that true? For the most part, yes. For a small business owner or somebody just starting I would say that in today's day and age, it's such a crowded field. I've been a big proponent of this my entire career, is that we used to call it piggybacking. Like if we're the client or we're Coca-Cola or somebody like that, we would tie in with a cause that we're already involved with, you know, because everybody in today's day and age, every business I know stands for something. And if you don't, you should. That's a good point, and I don't know that a lot of our listeners have ever thought of it that way. 
Yeah. You know, how, what are different ways that you can do that that you've seen in the past? Certainly, fundraising could be one from an event like we were just talking about now. What other types of things could people be doing to align themselves with some type of a cause? Okay, so here I can give you an example of a, of a local restaurant that did not need the publicity, maybe, you know, but, he, you know, there is a clients of his, regulars, okay, and they have an autistic son. They raised money for the school that the autistic son was at. So the restaurant opened their entire restaurant for their dinner catered this entire meal with uh, wine. It's a, uh, a known wine restaurant, you know, that has amazing wine. Mm -hmm. And paired wine with each of their specialty dishes. It was really incredible. And they gave 50%, the restaurant gave 50% of the money they made from the charging them for just the meal part, because mm -hmm. the rest of it was free, you know, the space was free, mm -hmm. back to the event, to the school. And they got great publicity, you know, indirectly, because, of course, you're going to write about where the venue was. And then that the owner of the restaurant was just so generous. And he did this wonderful thing for his regular clients. That is the most positive, invaluable awareness that you can get. So you just gave a restaurant example. I think people who maybe sell products could do the same thing. Maybe they're not giving back on every single product that they offer, but certain products, if you buy this product, a certain percentage goes back or that kind of a thing. And you're suggesting that you should be integrating that type of thing into your business always, not just for a PR stunt. No, always. It doesn't matter how small you are. If you're a skincare line, for example, or your products are... Um, vitamins or even like clothing okay so whatever the you find it if you don't have a cause you find one that's related to your product even you know that you're giving back to something that ties back to your company but that you believe in and that the company it makes sense it really should make sense it can't be just a disconnect if you're a florist or you're starting a floral business whether it's silk flowers or fresh flowers giving back to something that's a total disconnect would make no sense right you know the tool wouldn't work, you know, to raise right. awareness. Well, unless there was a story around it, like you had a close family member who had a disease or something like that. Right, like this, like the couple that was a regular at the restaurant. Right. So you could do the same with one of your top customers in the skincare business is really an advocate for cancer or for something. You could believe in that and give back to that because it's a connection there. Right. I'm a big believer in when I worked with McDonald's, McDonald's founder, Ray Kroc, he had this motto, and it has really stayed with me my entire career after working with McDonald's and for McDonald's, and that was, you give back to the communities in which you do business. It's like a Bible, and it really should be everybody's. I agree. Let's talk a little bit more about public relations in terms of the value to an individual business owner, because we've been talking already about the tactics in terms of, okay, if you're putting on an event or there's something that you want to promote, we've talked about what you should do eight weeks out, four weeks out, two, and then the day of the event. Right. We've also talked about the overlay of this is something that should pretty much be genuine within your business. It's not something that you just create for an event so that you can get publicity because I also think that everyone would see through it. So I agree no. with you. It should be something <laughs> going continually. But on a regular basis, what would the value, because I don't think a lot of us really think, maybe we're even doing PR and we don't even really know it, but I don't think we think about it because the whole social media 
era that we're in now just kind of supersedes everything. What is the value for a small business entrepreneur to be participating or doing some type of PR activities? The value is incredible. If it's done correctly, and this is where you really need to um, integrate, it's the, that's the word, that's the key buzzword, okay. is, an, is, integrate. Is, is integrate public relations or what I call good old-fashioned PR with today's PR tools, which are Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, depends on your business. But you do have to integrate and use other awareness mechanisms that are in existence. When you can integrate it properly, and that really does come with a special skill set, So, um, but you can either learn it or you can do a modified version until your business is up and running and you can grow and afford to maybe hire someone to help you that has a little more expertise in that area. If someone is new, what would you suggest are three things that they could do to get started promoting themselves? If, whether it's the good old-fashioned way through old-fashioned tactics, integrating social media, what would you suggest if there were three concrete steps? You know, you had a blank piece of paper and someone was just start getting started. What would you advise? Okay, I have self-branding steps. Oh, okay. This sounds interesting. Good. Go for okay. it. <laughs> First of all, you have to just get yourself out there because nobody's going to know about you if you're not out and about. And Are you talking mean, physically out there? Yes, I am. But I don't mean just running around the street waving, <laughs> waving your arms up. <laughs> <laughs> to clarify, I mean joining professional organizations that will have other businesses become aware that there's a new business in town. Definitely join your local chamber or the Better Business Bureau, depending on how large your new business is. Networking is very important to any business owner, especially a new business, because word of mouth is huge. That's not talked about enough. Or we haven't talked about it enough, but it mm -hmm. is. It's a, it's a huge tool. And then showcasing your expertise or your business by maybe trying to get some speaking opportunities or being on a panel. As it relates to trying to get awareness for yourself, these are easy things that you can do that you don't need to rely on getting a news story or being on television. And they're sometimes even more effective depending on what your business is. Even writing a guest blog, you know, or, you know, I'm sure that you know somebody, whether you're a new working mom that is recently re-entering the workforce, you don't realize all the people that you know until you have a minute to sit down and think about it. And then lastly, eventually your business could apply for awards. And those are all easy ways that don't involve being on TV or in the newspaper that will get you in the uh, spotlight. Okay, super. These are great because this isn't something we normally talk about. So really good, valuable, new information. So the three steps Abby is suggesting uh, in terms of PR moves now is getting out there and networking, which yes, we have talked about a lot, but she is just underlining the importance of that. And then showcasing your business, whether it's speaking or doing some writing for someone else on a blog, something like that, because that does get you extra exposure and it'll get you clickbacks to your website, lots of really good SEO juice, if you will. And then third, apply for awards, which Abby, I wouldn't have even thought about, but you're so right. You don't always have to wait for someone to point the finger at you and say, look, look at them, recognize them. You're allowed to raise your own hand. 
Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So if there are awards or things that are going on in your community, why not enter in? And I would never think of that. So that's a really good one. Do you have anything more to say on this topic before we move on? No, I think if you can do any of the things, I mean, obviously the last one would be promote yourself, capitalize on the media, but that, you know, showcase your expertise. But you'll become an expert by doing the other things I've mentioned. And then then it's easy then to get me, not easy, but it's easier to then you're in the right place to get attention from the media or even social media. You can tweet that you want to reward. And if you do not have Twitter yet, I mean, everybody's on Facebook these days, either because you have children and that's why you joined or because, <laughs> I mean, to be truthful, a lot of people won't admit it, but trust me, that's why they joined. But it makes sense to have a business Facebook page. For some businesses, that's where your clientele will go to. If you're a retail store, for sure, you know, and... Then there are others like Pinterest for a retail store where you put pictures up. But those are more complicated things. And if you're just starting out, keep it simple. Master one, and then you can add a second. Totally agree. Get one, get grounded, get a plan going, and then layer them on one by one. And see what's working because some of them just might not be your audience. So then you can eliminate it and, and add something else in. I want to move on now, Abby, and I am so excited. I intentionally didn't hear the whole story because I wanted to hear it live. I told you that before. Let's talk about Socially Sparked News. What is it about? Tell us how it started. Give us the scoop. Socially Sparked News, it's been in my head for over a decade because I write and I've written for years for different organizations or different magazines and I actually, under Abby Sparks Media Group, I have a newsroom and I created Socially Sparked the blog a few years ago. And so I actually housed my stories under there. And then for a year, I wrote a lot of on the marketing standpoint for a different newsroom. And so they were, they all were there. Just you've, you've read them. They've just been all over the map. And so I finally had the time to take everything in my head and everything I've written and that all the stories that are still in my head because that's the creative brain in me. And I created what was the evolution of all my writing. So I created Socially Spark News and it's not just my voice, but it does have to follow my motto, our ethics, and which is the stories that are written are not being written because a brand is paying us or because it's a client that we want to promote. It's the people, places, and things, basically, that have socially sparked our lives in the worlds of entertainment, which could be anything from television to theater to dance, anything in performing arts or music, and then in the digital world, which is constantly evolving and making our world totally connected in a way we never thought would ever happen, to technology, which is also the reason why you and I, Sue, can have this interview today. That's right. And then activism and advocacy, which has always been a huge, really, it's all my passions. That's where it all started. Yeah. So that's it. And I'm really excited about it. And it it launched a little over a month ago. It's doing amazingly well. I just, luckily for me, that was right before these fake news stories started breaking. You know, all the fake news. Uh Have you heard about all that? That A little bit, but fill everybody in here. 
Well, I, there was a whole thing in the news that made national news about fake news stories, and there was a whole big thing about it. And here comes Socially Sparked News, which is an authentic, written from a passionate cultural or pop cultural standpoint. You know, you should check out sociallysparknews.com, and you'll see what kind of writing it is. And we do accept writers. I do have a whole slew of photographers on board that I've worked with through the years. The way I've set this up is I'd rather promote their work than to take a stock photo that I have to credit somebody I don't know. Oh, sure. Yeah. So I'm still promoting people, <laughs> even though it's a news service. Um, <laughs> and the same thing with the writing. So like if somebody really sees something that they're an expert in music or they're an expert in breast cancer during Breast Cancer Awareness Month, they see somebody that has socially sparked our lives by being an advocate for breast cancer and they can write what's been done and what's going on now then they're welcome to write for me and submit the story. And on the bottom, they can, you know, we can hot leak back to their business and explain who they are. So that's the way it's set up. And I'm really excited. It's doing great. And already I've been asked to submit awards from people in Europe. <laughs> oh, wow. Wonderful. Yeah. So it's definitely something to watch. It's growing faster than I thought. Abby, as you're getting socially sparked news up and running, was there a single social media site that you relied on and worked with to kind of get the word out there? I was so excited to launch, officially launch socially sparked news. I mean, I quietly, it went up without any fanfare. I did not announce it, which is what you should do with your regular business. You kind of work out the tweaks, you know. Kind of like um, a soft opening. People, it, sometimes... was, it was like a soft opening. It was a soft right. launch. And... And I have like 5,000 contacts for you with that email that I, that I had written, but I've been so busy I didn't send it out. Usually you would not launch a news service without having like 1,000 followers on Facebook or on Twitter, and I didn't wait. I just did it, and so I created the social networking sites for Socially Sparked News. I had a couple hundred already on Twitter because I had I had had a second handle. I just changed it to Socially Spark News instead. Mm -hmm. But Facebook, I launched with zero followers. In about two weeks, I gained 600 followers in no time. Oh, my so word. That, yes. And then I wrote a story on the Rolling Stones. It was um, Havana Moon. It, they were the first rock and roll band to play in Cuba in Havana. Because rock and roll was banned, for those that don't know, in Cuba. So that was huge. And I happened to get invited to the only North American private screening of the documentary. So I wrote about it the next day. And I had on Facebook alone in like two minutes, like 1,400 impressions. I mean, it was it oh went my crazy. Word. <laughs> wow. So it's working. Everything's working. And I believe in organic growth. So when I see people that have like 20K followers... That just doesn't seem real to me, you know? Yeah, unless you've grown it over time. Yeah. I'll caution gift biz listeners, we might have talked about this on a prior show. The last thing you want to do with any of your social media sites is buy followers or buy likes or any of that type of thing because if you ever want to go back and analyze the audience, you right. know, it, it's you know, it's okay, so it's good for social proof. You've got these big numbers, so you look important. But the end result is, are they really coming in and consuming what you're there for, whether it's a service or a product? And if you're just spending all of your time and focusing on getting random followers who really aren't aligned with what you're doing, all it is is a number ticking up. It, you know, yes, a little bit of social credibility, but 
in the long run, especially with Facebook now, because you can market against the people that like your page and get more you know, lookalikes like that. Right. You don't want the wrong people because they're going to muddy up what your real customer looks like. So that's, I like when Abby's talking about this, just in terms of let it grow authentically. And especially if you're just starting out, your idea about soft opening and just getting all the kinks out first before you go gung-ho is really wise. Yeah, organically growing is the way to go. And a lot of the social media experts and influencers, they all echo the same thing. Absolutely. And then yeah. even the brands, I've been at conferences and the brand, the big brands that are there speaking in panels, they even say nowadays quality over quantity. And that's huge. So that's another like MO that you should use. Absolutely. Okay, Abby, we're going to spin now into our reflection section. And this is an area where I'm just going to ask you a couple quick questions. It's more like fill in the blank, just to give us a little more feel of different types of things that you're really good at that have helped you to be successful. If you were to call upon one trait that you feel like you've naturally had your whole life, that you continue to use even today, what would that trait be? I'd say optimism and passion. Optimism and passion. Okay, and we've kind of been talking about that this whole time through. (laughs) Yeah, yes, we have. (laughs) And what tool do you use regularly to help you keep productive or to create some balance in your life? You know, everybody's different, and I have an amazing memory that I can thank my father for. But I did not use tools. Like, there's there are great tools out there, like Doodle, which is a new app that you can keep your notes on. But I think for me. The idea is, like I said earlier, they come into my head at the weirdest times. I'll need to remember because I'm like, okay, that's a story or that's a visual. So I use my iPhone notes and I just type it right in there. So I don't need a pen or paper. It just depends on your individual self, what works best for you. If you are a to-do lister, then you, you, know, you should find the best digital tool. And if you're not up to digital speed, then you know, go to a good old-fashioned notebook, which I still do use. Like, Sue, while we're talking, I didn't have answers written down, but I did reread a sort of what your, <laughs> what your questions were going to be mm-hmm. based on your other shows. So I'm looking at my good old-fashioned notebook that has my brand new logo for Socially Spark News on it. Yay! (laughs) I ordered one just to test it out. (laughs) You know, I think the really important thing that you just talked about here is good ideas can be so fleeting. You know, and when you land it, when you have this idea, maybe it's for a new topic for an article or a social media post or something for your product or whatever. Oh my gosh, You can think right at that moment, you're going to remember it forever. And then two hours later, it's like, what was that idea again? (laughs) So no matter as we're talking, you know, iPhone notes or pen and paper, whatever, have some system that works for you where you can capture that information. What book have you read lately that you think our listeners could find value in? Actually, it's a book that I often go back to. and It's called The Artist's Way. It's a spiritual path or just a path to higher creativity. The author is Julia Cameron. Really, it's, you know, it helps you how to overcome creative blocks, whether it's business planning or if you're creative type in writing or designing. It applies to every field. So I constantly go back to it because oftentimes you just kind of get stuck or you're starting a business and then you're just stuck on where to go next. Or you you can't remember because you're so busy doing other things in life, you know, that are interfering. It helps. I highly recommend it. She's an American teacher. She's an artist. She's a 
playwright and novelist and journalist. And she also, I think they used this book, a school in New York City called The New School, which is a very, you know, there's the New School of Social Work and there's also a journalism school. So I would recommend it. Sounds perfect and right in line with all the creators and makers who are listening to the show. Mm-hmm. So, and Gift Biz listeners, just as you're listening to the podcast today, you can also listen to audiobooks with ease. I've teamed up with Audible for you to be able to get an audiobook for free. All you need to do is go to giftbizbook.com and make a selection. That's giftbizbook.com. Okay, Abby, I want yeah. to present you with a virtual gift. It's a magical box containing unlimited possibilities for your future. So this is your dream or your goal of almost unreachable heights that you would wish to obtain. Please accept this gift in our presence and open it. What is inside your box? A fortune. What kind of fortune? Financial fortune? It's a fortune telling fortune because I think my goal and everything that I want to do, what I'd like to see happen in my lifetime. So it's about inspiration to help change the world that if everybody could just do one thing we could all work together to really change the world and and all the issues that are going on not just in our country here in the U.S. but abroad that's the goal of the powers that be that I think is in my box because we need more people that can inspire others Mm -hmm. moving forward so that we can really change the world so that's it. Wonderful. And that's right in line with Socially Sparked News since you're talking about motivating, uplifting stories. And it all comes together. You are nothing if not consistent, right? (laughs) It's the same same (laughs) message through the whole way, which is wonderful because that's exactly who you are. And Gift Biz listeners, there are so many places to get in touch with Abby because she's got a couple of things going on. And you know all of that is going to be over on the show notes page. But if there was one place, Abby, that you would direct people if they're just listening and not near a computer, where would that be? I would say go to abbysparksmedia.com and you can go to my newsroom. And some of the things that we talked about today in our broadcast about the tools that you could use if you're just starting a business or the three things you should do first. They're in my stories, in my archives. If you go through, you'll find some very inspirational and helpful tools in marketing. Look, so we can learn more from you right over there. Absolutely, you certainly can. Perfect. (laughs) All right, Abby, I think you've helped us so much see a different side of PR. And I really appreciate the whole concept of old-fashioned in terms of its term, but it's morphed into combining with technology today. We should be looking at it in a whole different way, yet keep the good things from the past. We've kind of lost sight of some of that in terms of the steps and the true PR things that we can be doing to advance our businesses. So that's been really enlightening to me and I'm sure to our gift biz listeners. So I really appreciate your joining me today sirens and all (laughs) i'm so sorry about the sirens oh does not matter does not matter it's been a really valuable conversation and may your candle always burn bright thank you so much for having me where are you in your business building journey whether you're just starting out or already running a business and you want to know your setup for success find out by taking the gift biz quiz Access the quiz from your computer at bit.ly slash giftbizquiz. 
24 from your phone by texting Gift Biz Quiz to 44222. Thanks for listening and be sure to join us for the next episode. Today's show is sponsored by the Ribbon Print Company. Looking for a new income source for your gift business? Customization is more popular now than ever. Brand your products with your logo or print a happy birthday Jessica ribbon to add to a gift right at checkout. It's all done right in your shop or craft studio in seconds. Check out the ribbonprintcompany.com for more information. Over and subscribe to the show on iTunes. That way you'll automatically get the newest episodes when they go live. And thank you to those who have already left a rating and review. By subscribing, rating, and reviewing, you help to increase the visibility of Gift Biz Unwrapped. It's a great way to pay it forward to help others with their entrepreneurial journey as well.